Hey there, my friend. It's Dr. Anthony Balduzzi, and I want to welcome you back to another episode here on the podcast. For today's podcast episode, what I want to do is play a clip of a discussion I recently recorded making the argument that having an early dinner is one of the best things you can do for your health. And in this discussion, I cover a few main points on why having an early dinner is great for your health. I talk about some of the new research coming out at Johns Hopkins on how it actually improves your blood sugar responses and why eating late is bad on that front. We talk about intermittent fasting and digestive health. And because you're listening to this, I know you're someone who wants to improve their health and vitality. And it turns out that making some small tweaks, even as simple as having a dinner that's a little earlier, can actually have a big compound effect on your health. So I want to bring this to your awareness today. And I think you're really going to love this discussion. So without further ado, here's my argument on why we should be eating an earlier dinner. Today, I want to make the argument on why I believe that eating an earlier dinner is optimal for your health. And I have a few key points I want to make to support this argument, and I hope by the end of this discussion that you're going to be convinced that eating an earlier dinner is the best way to go if it can fit into your schedule. So first off, I want to kind of zoom out before I get into my first point in my argument and point out the fact that all creatures on planet Earth are circadian beings. Our biology is synced up to the cycles of the sun throughout the day. There are certain creatures that primarily are active during the day, like humans, and there are certain creatures that are primarily active during the night, like rats, rodents, and something like that. Well, it turns out that our biology is designed to eat food primarily during that active sun time, and it has an impact on our metabolism. And this is all supported by the research. The original kind of investigation into this, it's now called like chronobiology or chrononutrition, came from rat studies. Again, as I mentioned, rats eat at night, and the researchers started to feed rats most of their food during the light cycle when they normally wouldn't be eating. And they found that those rats had more incidence of metabolic disorders, higher blood sugars, higher cortisol levels, higher blood pressures, and it just wasn't synced up to how they normally eat. Rodents normally eat at night. So when they fed them on the wrong shift, they saw some metabolic consequences. So it led researchers to start to ask questions about humans is the same thing true in humans. And there was a really cool study recently published from Johns Hopkins University that looked at this. They put two groups of people on a matched diet. They ate the same exact foods. The difference was one group had dinner at 6 p.m. and the other group had dinner at 10 p.m. And what they found is that the group that ate later had higher blood sugar response to meals, decreased fat burning, and greater cortisol levels throughout the night. This is obviously not optimal. What we want is to eat food, get the nutrients in, have controlled blood sugars, not have too much insulin floating around, eating late at night out of the normal shift that the human species is meant to primarily eat, cause some metabolic problems. The drops weren't huge. Like the increase of blood sugar was like 20%. But if you stack that over a long period of time, that could have a consequence on your health for sure. But that's just one point. Maybe there's metabolic dysregulation that happens when we eat too late at night. My second point is that eating late at night also disrupts your sleep, and we know how important sleep is for our health. Sleep is this time where both our brain and our body can effectively regenerate. We can relax the active mind, and we get into deep sleep. All of our muscles and tissues repair. Growth hormone increases. We want to optimize our sleep if we want to live a long time. And one thing that does not optimize your sleep is having a big old bunch of food sitting in your stomach and your intestines right as you're trying to go to bed for a couple reasons. Digestion is activity. It's massive activity for the body. When we eat a lot of food, that's digestive stress. There needs to be a lot of blood flow shunted to the digestive tract, a lot of activity. Actually, in the digestive process, sometimes we create heat in the body, right? We're creating heat and we feel hotter afterwards. And also, just basically, it has been shown, and you can probably confirm this in your own experience, that eating late at night can cause sleep disturbances. It actually can impact whether or not you dream. There's a lot of crazy stuff. 
Don't eat too late at night because it also increases digestive stress. What we want at night is the body to go into a slow, less active state. And then when the sun comes up and now we're getting into the fed time, we eat more of our food. My third point in supporting this idea that eating earlier in the day and having an earlier dinner is optimal for health is the fact that we know so many of the benefits right now of intermittent fasting. The idea that we should go stretches and periods of time without taking food in. We have times when we feed, we have times when we fast. And this is kind of like the yin and yang of our bodies. We need nutrition, but there's a lot of benefits that are only unlocked in our bodies when we're not in a constantly fed state. Some of those benefits of intermittent fasting and just taking some time without eating is your body starts to regenerate itself on a cellular level. It basically starts to digest and break down a lot of these proteins and structures that are created through metabolism. It digests and and cleans out old cells and brings new cells in. Again, it increases growth hormone, lowers insulin levels, and actually stimulates the brain to build new neurons. And this is just a few of the things that fasting can do. So my thought is, why don't we get more of this into our lives every single day without necessarily feeling extreme? And what I suggest you do is you compact dinner a little bit earlier. That might mean, let's just say you have dinner at, like I said, 5 p.m. now instead of maybe 7. At 5 p.m. or 5.30 p.m. dinner, if you wake up the next day at 5.30 a.m., that's already 12 hours or so of fasting, 11 if it took you an hour to eat your dinner meal. But like, imagine the benefits. If you could just start to compress dinner a little earlier, you get these fasting benefits every single day, you're likely going to sleep better and also not going to fall prey in temptation to a lot of the late night snacks and cravings that get so many of us in trouble, whether it's ice creams, cookies, chips, or any stuff like that. What if you had your last meal of the day and you knew that was it? I enjoyed a really nice meal. Maybe you brush your teeth. Maybe you make a little evening tea and you start your kind of fasting cycle until the next day. There are tremendous health benefits to this. And the converse is actually true as well. If you continue to go to bed, not sleeping well, having lots of food in your stomach, feeling bloated the next day and tired, which means you need more caffeine and stimulants to prop you up and you're stuck in this kind of cycle, that will absolutely take years off of your health and your life. We're going to see more research supporting this idea that we are circadian beings, obviously, right? And the light has a huge impact and we should sink our nutrition to it. So practically speaking, to kind of wrap this up, what might a day of their life kind of look like with this concept of the earlier dinner? Well, when you wake up in the morning, regardless of what time you wake up, whether that's 4 a.m. or 8 a.m., you rehydrate immediately. You get 20 to 32 ounces of water into your system. This clean water is so good for the body. The body is made up of largely water. We get good water in it. It hydrates our cells. It stretches the stomach gently, which actually stimulates a bowel movement, which is great. The more we can move things through the digestive tract, the greater our health is going to be. So we get that nice morning poop from the water and the rehydration. And then whenever you choose to have your first meal, it's up to you. If you're someone who likes to have food really early because you leave for work and this is what your schedule demands, then have it then. If you can wait a few hours and fast, then do that if that feels good to you. Whatever works in your schedule that first meal is cool. But then I'd say anywhere from three, four, five, or six hours later, maybe you have the next kind of meal. And that could potentially be a lunch. So let's say say you had breakfast at 6 a.m., you have lunch at 11.30 noon. That's like five, six hours in between there. And then you get some nice foods that are good on your body, prioritize some proteins, good amount of fiber, healthy fats, you know, some amount of carbohydrate is fine too if you want to include those. You have that sometime around the noontime, and then maybe you have that early dinner sometime around five o'clock. Really easy setup there. And if you do that structure, you're certainly not going to overeat on calories as well. Your digestion will be better. And I think you're just going to find tremendous health benefits. So that is the idea here. Eat an earlier dinner for optimal health. And I want to do one final point in closing. This just came to my mind. 
There's obviously people who do the demands of their schedule and their jobs can't necessarily make this work. Maybe you work the night shift and a third shift and you are up active. What do you do? Well, I want to say this. We actually created a specific video for these types of scenarios that we give to our program members inside our Fit Father and Fit Mother programs, but I'll link that below in the description here on YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube or if you're listening on the podcast, you can also check out the show notes for this, but that'll give you an idea on how you might shift your meal timing schedule setup if you're a night shift or third shift worker. It's also important because ultimately the structure concept is good, right? We have this human biology and we should eat within a certain kind of window. What ultimately makes the most sense is to find a system that's practical for you, that's sustainable for you and your family based on the demands of your life. And if you can find a marriage between those two things, what's optimal for the body and what you can actually stick to and that's enjoyable for you, you win. You win over the long haul. This is a consistency game. So these structures in this kind of discussion, I believe is so, so important. Hope you found this valuable, my friend. I hope you really like this discussion. We want to do more of these kind of like punchy, if you will, ideas, like one kind of idea that you can start to think about and implement into your life because I want you to start experimenting and continue growing on this path of getting healthier, stronger, and hopefully younger and to detach the idea of chronological age times around the sun with biological age, how you actually feel when you move. Thanks, my friend. Hope you enjoyed this. I'll see you around all our different areas, the podcast, YouTube channel, our websites, and I'll talk to you very soon. Hey there, my friend. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Fit Mother Project podcast. If you love what you heard, I have a favor to ask you. Please consider taking 60 seconds right now to leave us a rating and review on our podcast. Leaving us a review is super quick. It only takes a minute and it's so, so helpful to us as it really boosts this podcast to reach more people who need this information and this message. If you're listening on Apple Podcast, you can leave us a star rating and review. If you're watching on YouTube, you can hit the like button and leave us a comment. Overall, I truly appreciate you being with us here on the podcast. On behalf of me and my entire Fit Mother Project team, we truly feel honored and grateful to support you and your family on your journey to fantastic health. I thank you for your support of this podcast and of this mission. Also, if you're interested in joining our Complete Fit Mother program and becoming an official member of our community, you can visit our website, fitmotherproject.com. And on the Fit Mother site, you'll be able to see our Complete Fit Mother program along with our online store with the best supplements designed for busy moms. And you'll also find a ton of free resources like recipes, workouts, meal plans, and more. God bless you and your family. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi signing off. I'll catch you on the next episodes of the Fit Mother Project podcast.